Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, we talk all about COVID. The whole world's changed because of COVID, right? Therefore, our careers are going to change. Our industry changes. We should change. But I have a piece of advice. There's a wonderful book that I was introduced to called Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. It's old. Mm. You should look it up. It's fantastic. Um, Written in 1929, right before the big crash, right? Mm -hmm. And he was studying the richest people in the world. He was studying the big tycoons, Carnegie and Rockefeller at Ford and Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, all of those people. What makes them special? Why are they successful? Still didn't know that we're going to have a big market crash, right? Sort of like we didn't see this coming. Some people did. We we didn't. But one of the takeaways that I, I keep thinking about and keep going back to was he said, the people that got through it, through the Great Depression, and were successful on the other end, it wasn't just about keeping your wealth. The people that, that really, you know, charged forward and created this new wealth were people that saw needs in society and could pivot and could redesign their business. They could solve a problem for a societal need that's what we need to be doing now. I look at it as a great opportunity. I mean, it's bringing communities close together. It's making people really value like each other, value human connection, value your home, value what it means to love your home. I think it's a good opportunity for especially entrepreneurs. We're at this point where because we're entrepreneurs, because we are in charge of our business, we can pivot. We can think outside the box, right? What do people want right now? What do they need right now? And my business is booming. Like I can't believe that a global pandemic would be amazing for business. Yeah, I'm quite shocked. Right? But but it is. It's people, I think before they would, you know, they would go to their house after work, before work. They would kind of spend weekends, but they weren't really living in their house. They were living outside of their house, mm-hmm. right? They were meeting at restaurants and bars and parties. And and now we're forced to be in our house, <laughs> whether we like it or not, right? Whether we like our family or not, we're mm-hmm. stuck. And so I think it's forcing people to reevaluate what their priorities are, right? Again, I've, I've mentioned many times that this is the first time like COVID is now making people care about quality yeah. of furniture, which hallelujah. I've been preaching that for 30 years, the designer, like it's worth it. Quality furniture. It's worth it. It's like a good pair of shoes or, you know, a good haircut. Mm-hmm. It's worth every penny. And now people get it every day. I hear someone say, well, this is good quality, right? Because they're going to live on it. It isn't just a place that looks pretty that they see in the morning and see at night, Right they're going to be living and working on it. They're going to be teaching their kids at school on this furniture in these rooms. So absolutely thinking about your business in those terms, like you said, like marketing, right? Marketing to a different uh, message. Mm -hmm. You know, before it might be create a beautiful room. Now it's have an efficient room, 
right? Home office, desks, a place where you can teach your kids, you know, doing even, um, you could specialize in doing sort of in-home classroom environments, especially for little kids. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think once we look at it from that perspective, the world opens up. Like you've been talking about some other ideas. Yeah, I think um, a good way to pivot and kind of see things is form over function now. Um, people Louis are Sullivan's yeah. favorite quote. <laughs> form has to follow function. So you start with function. Yeah, and I think people are actually, like you said, living in their homes. So if someone's cooking and entertaining, even if it's just your spouse or your kids, you're like, hey, I'm actually cooking in this kitchen. Hey, this table sucks. I can't do this or that. <laughs> cooking um, in your kitchen? Who would have thought? <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. I think people are really trying truly seeing what their pieces mean to them. And now they're saying, hey, since we're stuck at home and, you know, either we're buying a house or not in this market too, we might as well just love it and invest into it. And like you said, we've had so many clients, a surge in them, and people are actually buying homes left and right now, surprisingly. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Like I have a client that just bought a house three weeks ago, and I'm already designing their sofa and whatnot. And they're like, yeah, it was just great. A great opportunity for us is buy the water. You know, life is short. We want to go and get what we want. And so... It's really working in our favor. I think that's I think that's really going to be the message through all of this is life is short. I mean, this is crazy, right? The world yeah. we're living in is crazy. We have to get used to masks. We have to get used to social distancing. And it's hard. I really, I have this theory that the world is in a collective state of mild shock. I, I mean, it's still hard to believe that it's true. It's still hard to believe that it's not just us. I mean, the Americans were a little self-centered and we think, ah, it's all about us. We had to close our businesses. It's the world, right? I mean, and, and that isn't even just about, uh, you know, how our industry is changing because people are staying home more. It's now we think about every piece we select for our clients and whether it's imported. Mm -hmm. Because if it's coming from China or India, you know, get on the list. Yeah. Even trucking deliveries. Oh my God. We order our custom furniture from Norwalk. Love that company. And they're out of, um, Ohio. It used to take us under two weeks, hands down, every time we get a shipment. Now it's taking three to four weeks because not everywhere's open. They have to load a truck. I don't know if most people, designers, it's kind of a new thing. Did you just learn that when you started working here? Well, of course you did. So let's say a truck's picking up from North Carolina or from Ohio. They want to be as efficient as possible, so they will load for stores, design centers, all across the country. And they have this route planned out, and they load their truck accordingly. They start, you know, the the stuff at the front, right? So every time we get a shipment here, where we live in Seattle is the last place geographically mm-hmm. in the country for deliveries other than Alaska, which are special. That's a whole nother type of shipping, right? So we have to wait for every other state. You know, they always swing through California. They come up through Oregon and they end up here. So we're always going to have the longest ship times, but now you also have to compete with trucks aren't being filled completely. Mm-hmm. So it might take a week and a half to fill a truck where before they could fill a truck every day. So there are little things like that in our industry that unless you've worked here long enough and understand how the industry works, you might not understand, well, you know, why am I waiting three weeks for this when it used to take a week and a half? 
Well, they're trying to keep their business afloat too. I mean, everyone's in survival mode, right? I mean, I, I almost feel guilty that we've been so successful because we see, we know friends that have restaurants and they're struggling. People that own bars and clubs that are struggling. Um, there, there are a lot of people that haven't been able to pivot as well as we have. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic has not created an increased need for their business, right? We're very fortunate. I think, mm-hmm. um, I keep remembering that, you know, and not yeah. taking it for granted, but it, it trickles down to things you don't even realize. So forget about importing from China. That's just over. Yeah. I mean, who knows when that's going to pick back up again. Um, so anything that you may have ordered, the company we ordered it from had their schedule. They had planned on having a delivery from China. They had planned on, you know, every three months they get a container load. Those have stopped. So we're now selecting from what they had in stock what they could get, stuff that was already maybe on the water. Mm-hmm. And they're struggling too. You know, it's this trickle-down effect. And so I think we all just need to be understanding and realize that we're fortunate as designers that we can take this opportunity. It's like it's laid out for us. The entire world has to stay in their house. They want to love their house because that's going to be, you know, their every waking moment. They need quality and they want it to be efficient, right? And that form follows function. So it's really ideal for us, which is great news (laughs) for those people starting design businesses. But keep in mind that it's not that easy, right? You still have to be smart. So when we've been designing things, this is the first time that I have to think, okay, is this not just imported, but where is it imported from? Mm-hmm. Do we even expect, I mean, we're finding things that normally, if they were out of stock, they'd say, you know, oh, well, we'll have a new shipment in September. Now it's January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can tell our clients it's going to be about four to six weeks, but then in reality, it's taking longer. So just to really reiterate that, yes, we are the last point of shipping. And that's something yeah. I need to work on even more, even though you know, I give an extra week I throw on top, but you know, we, we don't know. And if we, some of our vendors are saying, yeah, we're getting there and getting back to normal, like mentioned. Yeah. But, um, it's hard because it affects us and our it's, relationship yeah. with clients. We are seeing clients Absolutely. get frustrated a lot more, but, but it's bigger picture, right? They're frustrated because of COVID too. They're frustrated because their job has yeah. changed. Their life has changed. You know, they can't go out and meet people. They can't go out and spend time with friends. They can't go to the movies anymore. They can't, you know, all these things that were kind of outlets and stress relievers on our weekend when we weren't working, that's changing. Not only that, and to kind of bring up a morbid subject, but I talked to um, a designer friend of mine who's going to be on the podcast. She promised. And she said, um, Paula, Mm. (laughs) I talked to her a couple days ago and she said, I don't think you want me to be on the podcast because I'm not going to be pleasant about design right now. She said, I'm over it. I'm done. I'm walking away. Why is that? And I'm shocked. I mean, I trained her, you know, 15 years ago when she was 21. And she's a superstar. She has an amazing design business in California. And she's just killing it. But she's realizing what's important in life. And time is short. And she just had a really beloved close family member pass away. Mm. And... She was in charge of making plans. She was the one that got the family together. She had to organize trips. She had to, I mean, 
this is a change to your life, right? This is emotional. It's, it's drama. It's everything. And she had three clients she was working on, big projects, right? She does big remodeling projects. She wrote to them all and, and called them and said, listen, I need to, I'm going to be out of the office for a week. I need a week. I've had a death in the family and I need to coordinate, you know, I, I need to take care of my family right now and I'm coordinating the service and we're, so I'm going to be out for this week. One customer was understanding. I mean, again, global pandemic for I mean, give me a break. Now is the time to be understanding. Now is the time to be empathetic. Now is the time to reach out to your fellow man, right? But two clients would not respect that and have been calling her nonstop and texting. She said one of them was, you know, about a flooring choice that the client wasn't even supposed to be working on. It was, it was so petty. It was it was petty. Like they were at a flooring store calling her. Well, I just saw this new flooring and I really want, and I'm, I'm, you know, when can we start? She's like, I asked almost for, you know, not a moment of silence, but you know, respect. She's dealing with loss that she didn't know was coming. Mm-hmm. This was someone like a, like there was like a father to her. And it breaks my heart to think yeah. that there's so many people out there that aren't respectful of what the world is going through. And because of that, she's like, I'm done. People are just mean. Wow. And, and I'm hoping that she'll, <laughs> she'll come around. I mean, she's hurting, right? The world is hurting. So, you know, we started this podcast thinking, well, let's talk about all the positive ways. But I also want people to know we all, we're all hurting yeah. collectively as a world, right? Again, I feel guilty sometimes that my business is succeeding and skyrocketing and I don't have to worry about financially that side of it. But my heart breaks for the world. Yeah. Right. And we, this is the time I think this is going to bring us close together and we're going to, as, as humans, I'm hoping have more empathy and realizing people are going through their own stuff. Think about the designers who just started their business brand new. Yeah. That's harsh. Learning to market, learning to get out there. They've got their first business cards. They're walk into this world, mm-hmm. you know, if they haven't established it yet. Um, we're hiring new designers at our store. Uh, and I have one designer that I hired on the spot because she just finished design school. She graduated in June, (laughs) tried to put out a resume, tried to go and, you know, and stores don't know if the next shoe is going to drop. They don't know what's coming. I mean, we're, again, we're making up for the two months we had to be closed. Thank goodness we got to open again because we provide, you know, construction. We've got clients in the middle of projects and they needed to finish their projects. That's their home and the kind of, important, right? If you're going to force people to be home, their home kind of has to be in a working order, but stores aren't hiring. Mm -hmm. I luckily can, um, just because where we're located and, and the fact that I teach design, right. And that I coach design. So I'm happy to take a newbie. I'm happy to take someone right out of school because I can mold her (laughs) just like Paula. I'm I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Nadia. Uh, but, but who would have seen that coming? Mm-hmm. You know, when she started her design degree, two years as an associate's degree, she didn't know that she was going to graduate in the middle of a pandemic. So, you know, I just, I want people to know that this is crazy. This is not normal times. There's ways we can adapt. There's ways we can pivot. There's ways we can look at the, the bright side and we can make the best of it. And we can use our talents and our services to reach out. We're, um, and I feel just blessed 
right before COVID shut down, we had been hired to redesign our senior center here in Bothell, where our store is. And this senior center is the second largest in the nation. It's such a, a keystone of our community here, right? They've got, gosh, 3,000 members, 1,300 volunteers. I mean, it is a powerhouse of doing good for the elderly. You know, I, I loved going there and the, the joy and all of them interacting and mingling. And I wanted to join. You didn't have to be any age. So I was like, I'm, I'm joining. There's oh. dance classes and pottery classes and painting and a debate and civics. And I mean, it was just this great hub of elderly people just doing their thing. It was so cool. And so we were hired to completely remodel it. Well, that was when COVID hit. And we were starting, we had like just signing contracts at the beginning of March. We also, Bothell, if you look on a map, is literally next door to Kirkland, which was the epicenter, the first declared COVID case in the country at an elderly home, right? At a senior living facility. So we were not only in the middle of we were having the first hospital cases, we were having the, but we were having the first fear we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know, well, what does that mean? So they, they just shut, locked down. And knowing that they said that through all of their studies and through all of their surveys they give, that they were feeding 400 people, um, was it 400 people a week that were living below the poverty level, but they were their only meal source and their only recreation, their only entertainment, their only... Good news is... The community has been reaching out. The community knew how important the senior center was. And they've been doing food banks. They've been doing meals. They've been doing outreach. But the uh, casino near here, the Tulalip Tribe, was very generous and, and donated $20,000 oh. just to redo the cafe that fed people and to extend it out onto this patio that was never really used. So we're now getting to step in and redo... The patio brings seating out there so they can still interact with their members. They can still, they provide, you know, bill pay services. They, they help with taxes. They help with so many things in the community. So helping them so that they can be safe with elderly, right? I mean, they're, they're the most vulnerable population. Yeah. Um, I feel so honored. It's fantastic. So we're going to go hard and we're going to talk to everyone in the community and get donations all of the florists, all of the, the home centers. We want new, um, you know, containers with flowers, anything that makes, makes it feel joyful. Um, we're hoping that the local hardware store, they used to have a bocce ball court out there and that we're hoping that they'll help us restore it. Kind of getting the community involved. Of course, as an entrepreneur and as a business person, I know this is great marketing. It's a great mar marketing opportunity. I want people to know how passionate we are about our community. And I want them to see all that we're doing and as hard as we're working to make this place beautiful and happy in some place where, I mean, people are isolated and human connection is more important than ever. Yeah. So now they'll have a place where they can come outside, be safe, feel confident right and not worry um, and get these serve get you know meals yeah. it's five dollars a day to have an amazing lunch done by a chef there mm. where else are they going to get that right so you know i i really 
I want people to think about now more than ever, let's join as people, let's join as community, let's, as human beings, we need to get through this together and it's going to take all of us together. So what are things in your community? Yeah, I was just going to say, mm-hmm. that's good marketing for you to reach out. And then another thing kind of thinking about this was when you mentioned pivoting a little bit earlier mm-hmm. was I've been seeing so many interior designers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And even though I do like Instagram, I don't <laughs> like upkeeping it. But I've seen so many showrooms and designers pivot in terms of holding more lives and going yes. over things more and introducing themselves, introducing a part of their home. Like, hey, this is my console. I've redone it four times. This is my new updated office. So if you think that, okay, I'm limited in terms of I don't have access to this or to that, or this is shut down in my area, or we are really closed down, you know, start pivoting with marketing on social media. And like you said, reach out into your community where you can help because in a way, as much as I don't like it, like using social media, even though I know it's a phenomenal tool, it also pushes me to do better and to be better on that platform, knowing that when things like this happen, that's kind of your only source to stay connected to. Absolutely. I mean, we always have these great ideas, right? Like, oh, we should post that. I know. But we need to just do it. Now more than ever, people need to hear. Like, we're not alone, right? We're in this together. Masks suck for everybody, but it's the least we can do. You know, it's the least we can do. And I just think that, that humanity right now, this is the time. And we can make the world more beautiful. Mm-hmm. people need uplifting yeah right they need some joy they need some optimism i think now is a time especially as designers it's kind of like it's our like it's our time right to shine teaching right i have friends that never thought in a million years they never wanted to be a homeschool i would have loved to homeschool my kids i mean you want to homeschool your kids my friends were, they've been waiting for kindergarten, like just go get, because they're career people, right? And they have jobs that they're happy with. And, and now they have to be stay at home teachers. So you could even do a whole like Instagram post. You could do, um, different sort of in-home study areas. You've got to have a computer screen so they can do zoom calls, but making it a quiet place, making it, you know, um, really conducive for learning things like that, that we didn't ever think about before, but now is the time. Yeah. And and social media, we can have all these great ideas, but unless you get your ideas out there, no one's going to know. And think how great, like someone like my friend who's has three, you know, elementary school kids that she's now having to teach. (sighs) So sorry, Denise. (laughs) I feel terrible for you. What if, what if she could get on Instagram? Cause she loves Instagram. What if she's going through and she says, Oh my gosh, these are great ideas. I hadn't even thought of that. Here's a designer. She'll come help me mm-hmm. create this school in my house, right? Take a guest room and because you can't put it where your TV is. You can't put it where your other stuff is. Your kids are never going to learn. But we don't want them to slip through the cracks. We don't want this to be a whole generation that didn't get an education because, mm-hmm. you know, so. Make school fun. Like Exactly. I've, I've been seeing so many cool designs with just paint. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a small room, paint yeah. on the ceiling, like stripes. Exactly. And if you had a desk and you did like some kind of cool color blocking and even just dollar store little um, school stickers for them and whatever yep. else you can bring to the table. But um, showing parents that, hey, I can do this for you because some, sometimes I'm surprised how many people on the outside don't 
have any design like nothing oh yeah it really really oh, yeah. reiterates i'm like wow i truly am gifted because yeah, some people talent. don't get it people want to pay for that talent. yeah and they need help and you are helping yeah it's problem solving i mean designers we're, we're problem solvers right here's a fantastic tip um you may not know this chalk paint right chalk paint mm. is expensive in those little tiny jars but you can make any latex paint, chalk paint, by adding, it's like a quarter cup. There's a there's a ratio online you can look up. But uh, non-sanded grout. It's just the powder. It's not the sanded. It's the really chunky stuff that you see in floor tiles. But the non-sanded, you usually see in bathrooms and like showers. It's that really fine powdered. Mm. Uh, you mix that in with your paint and it becomes chalkboard paint. Wow. I had a, um, a little studio a couple years ago at a house I lived in and I wanted that old school green chalkboard like you see in oh. movies, like old, like yeah. when chalkboards were green, right? So I found a great forest green color. I had it mixed in bare paint at, you know, Home Depot and added a little of the non-sanded grout, painted an entire wall. It was, you know, 20 feet high, this big peak ceiling, the whole thing. So it just looked like a cool green color, mm-hmm. full-blown chalkboard. Wow. My kids would love to draw. I would draw. My friends would draw. But that's something simple. I mean, that's 30 bucks for a gallon of paint, you know, and maybe $8 for the grout. And you could create a little classroom, but it could also be cute later. You know, you don't have yeah. to th- think outside the box, right? Your chalkboard paint doesn't just have to be for a little piece of wood. You can make a whole wall. Yeah, especially if you um, if you do have kids and you um, are doing online school and your other moms that you're in the same group, like, and sometimes even um, great idea knowing your target market. So a lot in Seattle, everyone's techie, so everyone still has their jobs. Everyone's still making a lot of money. So if you reach out, hey, you know, I'm do look at the space I did for my kid. I could do that for you, even mm-hmm. within your own school. Yes, just to really just start thinking about what you can do and what brand you want to push and whatnot. There's lots of possibilities out there, and just that's kind of like the silver lining in the storm that yeah. and I also was going to mention time. Like now that you have all this time, <laughs> if you are unemployed or at home and you think, what do I want to do with my life? Like my friend just took up coding because she finally has the time to do it. And she's taking a whole course through UW because she's like, it's now or never I'm on unemployment. Like it's great. You know, and I was like, yeah, good for you. And so I've known that you've mentioned a couple of your students from the course have reached out and said, you know what? I just realized I hate what I do. I want to do design. I love it. Sign me up on your course. And our course has just been blowing up as well because people are realizing it's a great time to educate ourselves to to really chase what you love. So, I mean, that's something also. Life is too short, right? What's important? At the end of the day, we need to be happy. And, you know, I tell you this all the time as a designer, the best part about being a designer is that install mainly because you see the look on your client's face. You know you've changed their life. And it feels so good. You see them, you know, crying. I can't believe this is my house. It's so beautiful. I can't believe what you've done for me. Oh, yeah, my tile bathroom. Right? I mean, she's not even worried so much because she's just a silly tile. Like, I didn't, it wasn't some groundbreaking design. I'm like, trust me, she's going to love it. But there was a lot of issues. It was so stressful. But but she loves it. It was so sweet. It it changed her life, right? This is going to be one of the highlights of her year. So I think, I think that was a moment for myself and for yourself to really value yourself. Like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a hard time. I don't know if people need design. Like, no, you really are special. You truly bring so much value to someone's life. And when my clients are like, oh my God, you are so talented. I love it. I, it, it kind of takes me back by surprise. I'm like, like you said, it's just a bathroom. We're like, yeah, I mean, it's not like phenomenal design, (laughs) but 
wow, you know, that really makes me feel like I really bring a lot of value to the table and that, you know, I'm going to stand up for myself in terms of going for it. And then, um, in terms of the design or whatnot, client Mm -hmm. interaction, but we bring joy. Yes. We enrich people's lives. We create these spaces where they're going to, you know, live their life with their family and their friends. And I think it's important. So it's easy to get down. COVID's crazy. Again, it's not going away anytime soon. We need to to learn to live with it and to adapt. But how can we use this opportunity for the better? How can we use it to bring us closer to our neighbors? How can we, you know, bring joy to a senior center? I mean, there's so many things. I think people just need to stop, take a breath, and, you know, think outside the box. How can we pivot? How can we, how can we use this to make the world better? Yeah. I know it sounds cheesy, but... It's true. And we have that as our talent. Oh, I love it. Be a designer. Happy designing, right? Yes. That's why I say that all the time. Happy designing. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We are so excited to release our first vlog. Yes. And till next time, right? Yep. I can't wait. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C H E L S E A at designforaliving.com.